Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodhi, and I am your host, and I am talking quiet because I'm at work and I've got people that sleep on either side of my room and I don't want to disturb them or wake them up. So I'm trying to keep it, you know, loud enough for you guys to understand and hear, but quiet enough for them not to. Having said that, uh, I might sound a little different also because I have a new mic and the new mic is a sure mv5 and i'm using this testing this mic out because i'm going to be doing a lot of traveling in the next six months and it connects to my laptop it connects to my ipad it connects to my iphone so it gives me some versatility in terms of like where i'm going to record and and when and what on and all that good stuff because uh, i enjoy doing the podcast and i honestly don't want to skip a week so this is my my answer is it like a hundred bucks it was pretty cheap um and also there's no music because like a dummy i deleted adobe audition before removing the music files or moving them to a safe place and it it deleted it removed my folders with my intro music in it so i gotta go back to the network attached storage when i get home and um you know put that back on the computer so next week the music intro will be there This is episode number 32. Uh, We're getting up there in in episode numbers. Uh, One of the cool things, though, is this week we have we had uh, some increase in numbers towards the end of January. But this week it has been like six times more people have downloaded episodes like the last three episodes than any previous episode in the first week. And that is awesome. So thank you very much, everybody out there who's doing that. Uh, clearly there, there's a lot of new people, so I want to welcome you. If you don't know, I'm, I'm a firefighter, so I, sometimes I have to record this from work just based on what's going on in the week. If I'm able to actually do it when I'm at home, I've got two little kids, so sometimes I can't do it. Um, but I try to record every record and release every Friday. Sometimes it gets pushed to Sunday. And sometimes it gets even pushed to Tuesday, but I try and record one a week and release it. But to everybody who is new, welcome. And to everybody that's old, thank you for sticking with uh, the podcast and sticking with me. I appreciate it. So we got that. Um, an article we did last week about Indiana and Tesla. Tesla was grandfathered in for direct automotive sales in Indiana. And Ben from Twitter, we, I talked about him maybe the week before. 
uh, uh, or maybe it was last week, I can't remember, but Ben brought up a very good point, and one of the worries, and I missed it, one of the worries uh, that the Indiana government had was that Tesla's ability to service and support their vehicles post-sale. Now, obviously, Tesla has a very good record with service, and support, uh, so they proved that they could adequately service and support their vehicles in Indiana, uh, because that's kind of a, important. Like if you own a Ford, you can pretty much take it to any Ford dealership. But if you own a Tesla, there's only a few places you can take it. But Tesla proved that they could adequately service and support their vehicles after they've been sold, and they were allowed to be grandfathered in, and everybody was happy except for the auto dealerships. So thank you, Ben. And if there's anything, this is, this is, mm, this is part of the problem with doing a podcast by yourself is one, the sheer number of articles that I go through is, is huge. This week it was 150 and two is it's very hard, uh, to keep all these things straight and to know what's important to talk about and what's not important to talk about. So I really appreciate people like Ben that give me this information uh, and feedback and kind of give it, it, it adds to the program. It's, it, it does nothing but good stuff for the program. So thanks, Ben. I appreciate it. And let's see. Uh, okay. So we're going to start into the stories now, uh, to the articles and we're going to start with lucid motors. This is from Tesla, Gene at Tesla Roddy. Uh, lucid, Lucid Motors is giving test rides test rides at a private event in L.A., and it's actually two private events. Special invites were sent to the media, friends, and families. I didn't get one, even though I've actively put Lucid Motors in the title of many of the podcasts to try and garner their, their attention. But I didn't get one. Uh, but they were uh, they held two events. One was at the Notable Museum where guests could uh, chat with Lucid Marketing, the Lucid Marketing and Design teams. And they also got to take a couple of, you know, rides in the, in the design cars or in the um, prototype cars. One second, I'm going to take a drink. Drinking water tonight. Normally I drink bourbon, but since I'm on duty, water. Uh, yeah, so they were able to to hang out and, and ride along and see the car. And it looks like Robert from Talking Tesla is over there, so that'll be interesting. If you haven't listened to Talking Tesla, don't stop listening to this podcast, but also go listen to them. They're really good. Uh, I, I don't know any of them, but they're really good. But Robert from Talking Tesla looks like he's there or somebody's there, uh, and uh, they'll probably have more information on that car. And if you've never seen Lucid, the Lucid Air, you should go to lucidmotors.com and take a look. It's pretty fantastic. But there, there's a second event, which is tomorrow at Newport Beach at a private residence. And I'm not sure what, you know, that's going to be all about. Probably more of the same. Um, and there's a really cool video on the Tesserati site, and I'll put this on the website, on my website, of the car, the lucid air driving in the snow, and it's basically just drifting. There's nothing, it's not too much of a video, but, it, but you know, it looks cool. It's about 50 seconds long. It, there's not a lot of substance there other than it just looks cool. So apparently they took it to somewhere where there's a lot of snow and they just, you know, drove real fast. 
uh, if you don't know anything about the listed motor, it's a thousand horsepower, thousand horsepower electric vehicle with an alleged 100 kilowatt hour battery pack. This is still a prototype and nothing set in stone. So we'll see what actually comes out when it comes out. But it's supposed to be released in. Oh, you know what? Let's start. There's another article. Let me know. This is kind of Lucid Motors uh, roadmap. This is from Eric Day at InsideEVs.com. So step one for Lucid Motor right now is to build their $700 million car factory in Casa Grande, Arizona. Casa Grande, Arizona. Casa Grande. I don't, man. I'm a moron. I'm tired. Casa Grande, Arizona. And that starts the first quarter of 2017. And I don't live very far away from Casa Grande. So my thought is when I hear or find out that they're going to start uh, building is to maybe take my drone, not fly over the top of it, but stand off site and get some pictures overhead as they're building it. I'm sure that's probably not, I'm not the first one to think of that. So in 2017, first quarter, which is what we're in, they're going to start building the factory. 2018, they'll begin the production for the vehicle. In 2019, they'll deliver their first Lucid Air. It's really hard as Tesla's proven time and time again to build an electric car. So we'll see if they, in fact, actually get it out by 2019 because there's lots of problems that can go that can happen, especially with your first electric car. But we'll see. I think Lucid Air or Lucid Motors has a fantastic product. It's really cool. It's a little expensive. It's 160, not a little, it's a lot expensive. It's $160,000 car, but I think they've got a real competitor to Tesla. I think it's going to be a really good car. Now to save time and money uh, while they're building the factory, Lucid will rent a nearby warehouse and start building the sub assemblies for the vehicle and then truck them into the main site for completion. And as of the article being written, 60% of the parts have been sourced. So, you know, they still have some time before production happens. Uh, but that's a good that's a good percentage. They're on a good start. They're way closer than Faraday Future. And it seems like, and I don't know which company's older, but it seems like Faraday Future uh, has a little longer... As far as building cars, Lucid Motors used to build, do other things, and I won't talk about that here. Um, Robert Llewellyn has a really good kind of breakdown of what they what they originally, how the company originally started, and then they pivoted into the electric vehicle. But yeah, cool stuff. Uh, next thing, let's see here. This is Electric by Fred Lambert. So VW Volkswagen had the Dieselgate which is basically they they were shutting off parts of uh, when it was time to um, get emissions testing. They were shutting off or fooling the computer and saying that everything was cool when it wasn't, and it wasn't it wouldn't have passed the emissions test otherwise. So that was the Dieselgate thing that it's been going on for a while. Well, part of their settlement is they have to spend two billion dollars on electric vehicle infrastructure in the United States. Half of that is required to be spent in California. So $1 billion in California and $1 billion for the other 49 states. 
uh, what how VAW is going to do this is they're going to start a subsidiary called Electrify America, and um, VW will pay Electrify America four installments of $500 million over 30 months, which is odd, but you would think that VW could just give them a billion and call it good, but or two, but that's what they're going to do. And this plan includes charging infrastructure, so that, which is weird because, okay, so it includes charging infrastructure, and I understand that this is a settlement and this is them um, paying for their their negligent ways, but the charging infrastructure, it's not clear if that's going to be only for VW cars or for all electric vehicles, but they're going to basically put charging stations all over the United States and California, because apparently California doesn't count as the United States in this case, um, or it's special. They're going to have EV awareness campaigns and education, which I think is great because I think people that I talk to the vast majority of people have no idea um, what's going on in the electric vehicle and renewable energy world. So it's kind of nice to educate them and there'll be TV ads and, you know, ride in EV cars and all this stuff to help get EV awareness up and then green city. So this is going to be a pilot program well, the, where they'll um, push like EV concepts in some city in California hasn't been announced yet um, for um, green mobility, like getting people around in, in electric buses or hybrid buses and that kind of thing. So that's that article. This next article is by Fred Lambert and also in electric. Tesla will be launching in the United Arab Emirates. Uh, this is, and the first service center will be in Dubai. And we talked on February 13th, this is when this is going to take place. And we talked about it. There was, it was in between two cities. It was Dubai and I can't remember the other one off the top of my head. But uh, it turns out Dubai is the lucky winner. It's estimated that there's over 100, maybe, well, there's hundreds of Teslas currently in the United Arab Emirates. And up to this point, if they needed service, their vehicle needed service, uh, first of all, there's a very limited charging infrastructure there at the moment. And if their Tesla needed service, they had to fly a, uh, they called them a Tesla Ranger, in from Europe, a service to service their vehicles. So now they'll be able to take their car to Dubai or have somebody come out of Dubai and, and help them with their vehicles. So now they're getting service and support. Another article by Fred Lambert in Electric. And this is another uh, a good story for, for Tesla. India has been courting Tesla and wants them to build their cars in India. And I guess they've been ta in talks for a while. Elon Musk announced that Tesla could be headed to India by the end of summer. Now, that doesn't... That doesn't, uh, he did, there was no indication whether they were going to have a plant there. But if you look at recent uh, technology things, Tesla, or no, excuse me, Apple wanted to sell the iPhone in India and they had to actually bring manufacturing to India before they could open up the stores and sell the iPhone. So I wouldn't, I don't understand, 
or not, I won't understand. I would expect that Elon Musk and Tesla would be required to build the vehicles there before they'd be able to sell the vehicles there. The Indian market, the auto market right now is adding 250,000 cars a month and the luxury market uh, is booming there in India. So that's a really good opportunity for Tesla. And the Model 3 could be available in India as soon as 2018. Which, yeah, let's say 2019, 2020. And it has nothing to do with India. It just has to do with Tesla's ability to keep up with demand. I don't know. That seems pretty early. Okay. So some other things, these are things are just kind of worth mentioning. Tesla has a new and improved mobile app and, uh, or it's updating it soon. The model three will not get a 100 kilowatt hour battery. It turns out there's not enough room to put that big of a battery in the model three until they figure out how to put a 100 kilowatt battery in the model three. Uh, Elon Musk said it won't have one. I think he said it won't ever have one, but I mean, as technology improves, I'm sure eventually they'll figure out a way to put a 100 kilowatt hour battery in the Model 3. But who knows? Maybe they won't. Uh, take another drink here. One sec. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is cool. Now, Tesla owners, when they are going to charge their vehicle up at a supercharger, they can see real-time... Uh, charging stall ocup occupancy on their vehicle map. So if there's like all the stalls are full, you can go to the next charging supercharger. If three of them are open, you know that you can, you can now stop. So it, it's just more of a convenience for the Tesla owner. Uh, the model three news Tesla is testing a 70 kilowatt hour dual motor model three mule. So, mm, uh, that's cool, but it's definitely that, that battery pack is not going to be at the $35,000 version of the model three. Uh, um, this week's, uh, we talked about talking Tesla a second ago, uh, Robert on tech talking Tesla, he called, uh, he said that Tesla was going to shut down the plant. And I think he said it was on February 18th. He missed it by a couple of days, but which is not that big of a deal. But he broke the news that Tesla was going to shut down the plant, retool for the Model 3, retool the production line so they could build Model 3s on it. And we talked about a couple of weeks ago how normally uh, car companies have hundreds of different configurations. They call them mules. I don't know why, but they have hundreds of different configurations for the cars and to kind of uh, flush out what's working and what's not working before they go, go into full production. And it kind of looks like that's what they're going to be doing for the next week. Uh, they'll be shutting down on February 20th. It'll be down for a week to build the Model 3 test builds. This helps them check the parts, their processes, and manufacturing processes, and kind of helps them make sure the suppliers are on track as well. So I think that's really cool. That's super exciting. Because uh, I, I believe in Elon Musk and I believe in Tesla and I've, I've all these people that say, well, this isn't going to happen by such and such a date. And like the Model 3, a lot of people are saying the Model 3 won't see the light of day by in 2017. 
I kind of think Elon Musk has a lot of a lot writing on this. So even if it's only one, there's going to be at least one delivered Model 3 in 2017. Now, before we do this next story, I need to just tell you that I am a proud union member because this is going to be a union story. I'm also a huge Tesla fan. I'm also somebody who has a brain. I know that if the unions have too much power, that's not good for business. And if business have too much power, that's not good for for labor. I think that it great things can happen when you take both sides, you sit down and you have a discussion and everybody has a seat at the table. And I really do believe that that good things can happen for the business and for labor. So I'm going in with my own biases and reporting this story. But just so you know, I'm a fan of Tesla, fan of unions. And this next story is by Mark Schaefer from Teslarati. A production worker at Tesla's Fremont factory, factory excuse me, is going public about the working conditions at Tesla. Jose Moran took to Medium to talk about Tesla's long hours, low pay, and easily preventable work-related injuries. He says that employees are fed up and want to unionize. So, to be fair, and he puts this in his Medium post, in November, Tesla offered a raise of the base pay, raising the base pay to employees, and, and it's unclear if that bumped everybody up or just the, the people at the base rate, the new employees. But Moran says that employees have been forced to sign a confidentiality agreement that prevent them from publicly speaking about working conditions and wages. And if this is true, that's that's nonsense. That shouldn't be happening. He says that Tesla workers are fearful about speaking out. The California State Assembly, five members of the California State Assembly, have asked Tesla to address the policy and retract it. If that is, in fact, the case, which I agree with 100%. You shouldn't uh, gag your employees if it's trade secrets, that's one thing. If it's working hours, working conditions and hours, that's that's not that's not something you should gag them on. Um, so some of the issues that Moran points out that they want changed, they want fair pay because they say that as compared to union members, uh, the United Auto Workers, they're underpaid. Uh, they want uh, more prevention of injuries. They want increased morale. They want to stop unfair promotions and high turnover. And they want uh, to be included in the process. Basically, they want a seat at the table. Uh, now, Elon Musk Elon Musk, has claimed that this guy is a union agitator and he's being paid by the United Auto Workers. Who knows if this is true or not? Apparently, uh, Mr. Moran has worked there for four years at Tesla. And it is possible the United Auto Workers came to him within that four years and said, hey, why don't you uh, start agitating? But I, I don't know. I find that hard to believe. Not, not okay, I don't find that hard to believe. I, I feel like what he's saying he believes, uh, Mr. Milan. There is a, they, they have a job. It's, they're comparing their job to other um people in the country that do the same job and they're saying they're underpaid and from what it looks like they are. Now here's the difference. 
Um, let's see here. Let me look at this article real quick. And this is, you know, this is all coming out right before the Model 3. And if they Tesla employees have a strike before Model 3, that's going to delay it. So I understand that maybe there's some sort of um, strategy stuff going on here. And he claimed, let's see. Tesla CEO went a step further last night when he claimed that the employee in question has been has been planted by the United Auto Workers Union. Uh, the the union is is denying that. And like I said, if he's if he was planted there, he's worked at Tesla for four years, so that's not really that doesn't jive. Like I said, he could be he could have been approached and said, "Hey, do you want to help us unionize you guys?" And that might be possible, but it's unlikely that the United Auto Workers was like, hey, go get a job at Tesla and four years from now we'll start causing problems. So um, in general, I think Tesla has, um, I don't think Tesla's 100% wrong. I don't know that the employee is 100% wrong. The and it doesn't, Elon Musk is not saying, that I think here, I haven't seen anything where he says that union workers are bad, He, he did, or unions are bad. He did talk about how the United Auto Workers drove all the, let's see, I'll just read the quote. Our understanding is that this guy was a paid agitator, was paid by the UAW to join Tesla and agitate for the union. He does. He doesn't really work for us. He works for the UAW. Musk wrote. He added in a separate response. Frankly, I find this kind of attack to be morally outrageous. Tesla is the last car company left in California because costs are so high. The UAW killed in UMMI. I don't know what that stands for. And abandoned the workers at our Fremont plant in 2010. They have no leg to stand on. I don't know if Elon has a problem with all unions or just the United Auto Workers Union, but that's what he said. Uh, and so uh, Elon Musk runs Tesla. Now I'm going to, that was, uh, I've, I've worn my union hat. Now I'm going to wear my Tesla fan hat here. Elon Musk runs Tesla like it's a technology company and employees at the company get company stock, which depending on when they got in, could potentially be worth a lot of money. Now, what a lot of what what happens a lot during in startups, and I've never worked at a startup, so I'm just basing this off of what I've read and heard, but what happens a lot is you trade money now for stock options. And those stock options could potentially be worth substantially more than what you paid. Now I know I have a friend who took uh, a deal like this and he ended up getting hosed. And I have another friend who took a deal like this and ended up, you know, having several hundred thousand dollars. So it, it, I, I get it. It's, it's not a exactly, it's a risk, right? But right now Tesla is stock is going to be on the rise, especially if they get the, the model three out. So that's part of the compensation plan that I don't think is being, it was mentioned, but I don't think it's really being considered in terms of where they're looking at their paycheck and they're saying, well, my hourly is, I think it starts at 19 and tops out of 27. And I think the average auto worker makes 28. It's something like that. I can't remember the exact numbers. And because of that, 
I wonder if that's being in, taken into consideration when they're complaining about not complaining. I shouldn't say that because it's not really when they're when they're wanting more pay. Are what's the benefit? Is what's the stock options for the other companies? Like what is Chevy giving their employees and things like that? And could it be potentially worth the same amount of money? So like if you were an early worker at Apple, for instance, and you worked your butt off and you made almost no money because they were a startup in the end, if you stayed there long enough and you got your, your stock options vested, you know, you could be worth millions of dollars. I'm not saying that the production line guys and gals are going to be getting millions of dollars, but it could be worth something substantial someday. So that's just kind of, uh, just to be fair, they, the, the stock could actually be worth something that's, that's quite a bit more than just the, the extra $3 or $4 an hour that they're asking for. I don't know what Elon Musk, I don't know how he feels about unions. It doesn't seem like he loves them, but I would really encourage Tesla as a company to sit down and think, you know, how can we work with our employees? I don't know what their, oh man, this is hard. I don't know anybody that works for Tesla. I don't know how it is inside of Tesla. So maybe I should just keep my mouth shut. If they're not working with their employees, I would really hope that they sit down and work with their employees. If they are working with their employees, I really hope that their employees, there's just not one guy complaining because it just makes unions look bad in that case. So we'll kind of see how this the whole thing plays out. But, um, yeah, not really sure. There's so many conflicting emotions. So many. Anyway. All right, so we got that. We got the union stories. Moving on. Everybody do the right thing. That's really what it comes down to. And yeah, that's it. That's the whole. That's the whole show. Again, I want to thank everybody who's listened, uh, and and new listeners, and who and the people who've continued to listen. I, I, I can't even tell you how much it means to me. Like every day probably every hour I look at the stats and every time I see that number going up, it just blows me away. It's amazing to me. I don't know how or why anybody's listening to this thing, but I really appreciate the people that do listen to it. And I appreciate the people like Ben who, who correct me and, and add to the program and add value to the program. So if you didn't like anything I had to say, or if you thought something I had to say was wrong, or if you want to echo something or whatever, you can, there's a couple ways to contact me. First, you can email me, and that's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. That's 918digital.com. You can also uh, follow me on Twitter, at 918digital. And then I have a phone number that you can call and leave a voice message and be on the show with your voice message, excuse me, which is 918-401-0071. You can go to kilowatt.bz, uh, that's boy Z kilowatt.bz to kind of look and see what articles that I thought were interesting this week. And I'll put those up next tomorrow uh, because it's now 1230 at night and I want to go to bed. And you can leave a review wherever you get your podcast because that really helps. Thank you, Trapper, for leaving a review. 
And uh, yeah, I have another podcast called Oblivious, which I'll put in the show notes where I just kind of talk about things that I like. I pick one thing each week and talk about it. And I've got some iMessage sticker packs. And I use, I sell these little sticker packs in the iMessage store to kind of help pay for the podcast. It's a fun thing that I do. I sell them for 99 cents. If you like them, great. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can take a look. If you don't like them, that's awesome too. I'm working on the Valentine's one and just like normal, it'll either be out the day before or three days after. So just the way it goes. But anyway, okay. I want to thank everybody for listening to the show and I want you guys to have a great week and I will talk to you again on Friday. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.